Paula, I have to tell you a story for legal reasons. Okay. Because I'm wondering why the the feds are at my door right now. Yeah. So you joke, but um, so this morning I was walking from the gym to my office. Okay. Humble minding brag. my own business. <laughs> yep. I worked out. I pumped some iron and I'm yoked as fuck. <laughs> um, so I was walking. And it has recently snowed here in Chicago. Um, We're recording this in July. (laughs) Who would have thought? (laughs) Um, So I'm walking the sidewalks. It's a side street. It's a little slippery. Um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch how um, how I'm walking. A guy maybe, you know, 10 yards in front of me or so is, you know, carrying some groceries or clearly something he bought from the store from his car onto the sidewalk, trips and falls. (gasps) Not in like a... Not in a bad way, like a, he didn't eat it in any way. He just kind of like, whoa, falls and drops everything he's carrying. Oh. In like a, oh, that's unfortunate. But like everyone thought it was comical, including him. And by everyone, I mean just me and him. We're the only two people sure. on the street who saw it. So he turns around and gives me like a, oh, man, smile. And I'm like, what a way to start 2020. Am I right? And we both have like a very good Samaritan chuckle. Okay. And I'm like, here, I'll help you with that. He's like picking up all of his stuff and I pick up what he's dropped. Oh no. And it's a, it's a Clorox bottle, Clorox bleach. Okay. And I hand it to him and he's picked up everything else he's dropped, which are five more bottles of Clorox bleach. (laughs) And I, in my head, as I'm handing it to him, I'm like, if this is a good day, there was some kind of New Year's Eve party that he really needs to clean up from. Right. But did he murder someone? Did he murder someone? <laughs> He's trying that. to clean up. And I'm, and then my brain goes, oh, my God, I picked this up without gloves. There are fingerprints. Oh, this is one <laughs> Clorox bottle. I'm an accessory to murder. I'm not meaning to be. But my my fingerprints are in the, the federal oh, system. Oh, yeah, you're in I, trouble. I have global entry they have my they have my fingerprints yeah and then i start walking away being like huh have a good one and he's walking behind me he's walking behind me because like you're enough- a witness at this point yeah at he's got to wipe you out i know exactly so um i guess the reason i wanted to tell you this story and everyone who's listening to this story sure. if the feds or the police show up my at my house because someone was murdered on wood street Mm-hmm. In Wicker Park in Chicago. I had nothing to do with the murder. I only picked up one bottle of Clark's trying to be a good Samaritan. I don't know. I feel like me and the listeners are kind of together on this where we're all kind of thinking, how convenient. <laughs> how convenient that as we're recording this, this story happened to have happened. You know, it just, things are just lining up a little too well. And I think you actually are the prime suspect. This man had black winter boots on. <laughs> yeah, he was mostly bald. He had a big bushy beard and a smile that was too big. Mm. Too big. You should have handed him back the bottle and then said, this will get the blood splatter out. And then gauged his reaction. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> if he would have seemed like real uncomfortable, like then you would know that he's safe. But if he would have like can maybe brought you in and been like, like, well, what's your secret? Then you would have known. <laughs> then it's an HGTV show about how to get the blood stains out of your furniture. What a creepy thing to buy, <laughs> right? Did you see any um like like vinyl gloves or anything? Nothing like that. He was just latex gloves, not vinyl. <laughs> well, I don't know what kind of killer he is. Uh, I did not see that. And the thing is, if he had one, even two bottles of clorox that would have been fine yeah but anything above two it's like dead body two's, dead body two's very weird <laughs> two's one bottle too many well, well one is like yep you gotta clean two's like you had a bathroom accident but it's <laughs> that's a that's a lot of bleach because when you use bleach you use like a capful right I- I, I don't know. You're you're the uh, the true crime expert here. I just don't think you're supposed to be using like you're not supposed to be like you're supposed to dilute it with water. Right. Yeah. And it's not like you're it's not like bleach is an all purpose cleaner right. throughout your apartment. Right. You know what I mean? You can right. really only use it in the bathroom. You can kind of mix up a bucket of that and then like you're good for a year for a long time. A family of four can live on one bucket of bleach. Oh, for at least a year. <laughs> 
okay, we have to find this person. Yeah. Okay, Trump, Trump, this has just become a true crime podcast. This is our 2020. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll need like kind of like a serial type theme song. <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, <laughs> a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk with you about the earnest and sincere topics of the day. Ooh. Paula, what's our topic this week? It's the Midwest. Hell yeah. Heck Sorry, yes. heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to swear. Yeah, you can't swear on our Midwest episode. Yeah, you can't swear on the Midwest. It's a rule. Kind of the rule around here. You can use whatever word you want to to sub in for a swear, mm-hmm. but you're not allowed to curse. I like to use another swear to sub in. <laughs> uh, Josh, what do you think about the Midwest? Uh, I would say that it's our most earnest region. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but it does feel very like feels very hard on your sleeve. Yeah, feels very transparent. Yeah, because the the West Coast is too mahalo. Sure. And the East Coast is too like you know cardigan, cardigan vibe. The Northeast definitely has a cardigan vibe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a sensible sweater for a fall and spring mm-hmm. kind of temperature. Mm-hmm. Definitely like a vibe of someone who was like in an acapella group in college. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think of myself as a Midwesterner. <laughs> I don't. Um, well, how long do you think you have to live somewhere before you think of yourself as from there? Okay, so yeah, this is a really good question. Um, there's definitely a time component. I feel like you can be from somewhere at a minimum after five years. Okay. I would say like, it's really hard to be like, yeah, I'm like really from, I don't know, like, like I'm a native New Yorker. That's also a specific one, but yeah. like, you couldn't be like, I'm from New York. And you're like, how long have you been there? 18 months. Yeah. You can't you know do that. I mean? You can't, or even like four years, even college. You're not from, you're not from, yeah. Area. But five years is like, you've, you've taken half a decade to mm-hmm. live somewhere. Which I think is a commitment of time. But generally, it would probably be above that. And I think it's also about you and your vibe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, for example, I've lived in Chicago five and a half years as of like right about now. Um, I don't think of myself as a Midwesterner. I definitely still think of this is where I live. My home is here. But I am a cardigan boy, as you said. it. Like, I think of myself as from the Northeast. Yeah. Because I just don't, it's not that I don't fit in. I just don't, I haven't made that mental switch to be like, this is where I'm from and this is where I'm settling and this is what I'm. See, I think it really kind of depends on like the situation and who's asking. Sure. Because if somebody, we'll use Chicago as an example because this is where we both live, but I know we have listeners all over. But if you're in Chicago and somebody says, where are you from? You know that they mean like where you grew up. Sure. You know, you're not going to be like, I'm from Chicago. For three years. They're like asking like where you're from. Yeah. But if you travel to like a different place and you're just chatting with somebody in a restaurant, let's say you travel to Alabama and they go, where are you from? Now I'm from Chicago. And then it becomes a two part question. Sure. Because when you're somewhere else, it's, uh, it's like, oh, I'm from Chicago. Right. And then they're like, oh, like Midwest, Midwest, Midwest. And you're like either, yes, I live there and like, Sure. I live there, but I'm from this other place okay. originally. Or it's like, yes, and you just go along with whatever stereotype they have about the Midwest. Sure, but I don't think they're like looking at you being like, uh-oh, break out the casserole. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your hot dish? <laughs> uh, and then as for me, I say where I'm from based on what's going to be the most interesting answer in that situation. Okay, and it's not Alaska always? Well, so Alaska, being born in Alaska is definitely the only interesting thing about me. Like, I know that's me. That's not true. Thank you, Josh. Um, but I know me, and I know that that's like, if I need to kill time in an Uber, uh, I'm from Alaska. Because yeah. Because I can kill eight minutes. Sure. Just talking about that, because they'll go, isn't it dark all the time? And I'll have to, you know... Oh yeah, you know, and they go, isn't it cold? And I go, oh, I'm getting a little bit warmer every couple of years. I move, and they go, haha, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. And then we're done with the ride. They say, thank you, that's my time. They say, thank you, that's my time. Peace <laughs> out. But if it's like, if somebody's like, where are you from? Like the answer is like Minnesota. You know? Sure. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so it kind of progresses. Yeah, and I know we're not necessarily talking about the Midwest yet enough but when i'm in an uber I mean, nobody's listening to our pod being like hurry up hurry up <laughs> i have to get information 
And honey, if anybody is listening, doing that, go on Wikipedia because you're not going to get it here. I'm going to restart that. Just don't leave it. (laughs) Just a list of facts. Okay, well, our listeners are doing a heist. (laughs) There's a series of trivia questions about the Midwest. (laughs) They're like, quick, I have 53 minutes to figure this out. (laughs) I'm cramping for my AP U.S. history (laughs) test. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Talk about the legends and folklore of the Midwest. (laughs) Why haven't they talked about accents yet? (laughs) (laughs) So what happens to me in Uber's is that I say I'm from Boston mm-hmm. or from Massachusetts. And I would say in a third of the Ubers I'm in, mm-hmm. maybe half, they go, oh, you don't have an, a- you don't have an accent. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not Matt Damon in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> All right, so I need you to start getting in the Ubers, being like, <laughs> where are you going to park this car? <laughs> that was a really good one, Paula. Do you have more? <laughs> Do you have more? Oh, I'm going to do the whole podcast like this. <laughs> like this? <laughs> I forgot which letter I'm supposed to drop, but it's ours. <laughs> it, is, it is. Yeah. Do a little bit of a Boston accent. Uh, yeah, we're just going to this bar over here. I think I think it's the best accent. It's a tiny fucking fuck. I see, I think it's the best accent. It's tiny fucking crudite. Yeah. You, you got to eat with a fucking fuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's different ones. We can do this in our New England region. Sure, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. But there are... There Wander is, back to the Midwest. I, yeah, I do think that uh, I've found that there is a... And I can't do it, so it's going to be great audio. But if someone's from Chicago, specifically Chicago... Chicago. There is a specific way they say the word Chicago. Even the newscasters, where they, they're like, I'm using standard American dialect. Hello, welcome to WGN... Chicago's greatest <laughs> news station. Do you know what to me the the Chicago accent word is that it comes out on? What Nissan? 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 <laughs> yeah. For me, it's like Nissan. Oh, oh, gee, and like oh, I was gonna go to the Bears game there, but uh, oh, I left my backpack in the Nissan. <laughs> it's it's how many vowels Nissan really comes it's, out. It's right? how many vowels <laughs> come out in the word backpack? Backpack. Backpack. Bake pick. But that's not the only we we are both in Chicago. Sure. The Midwest is a larger region. Yeah. And you know, Minnesota famously has a, a very known for its accent, yes. don't you know? <laughs> um, what would you define as the Midwest? Which states are the Midwest? Ooh, okay. Um, so definitely I'm looking at kind of like a North Dakota, South Dakota, like that kind of like loop. See, that, that area. was gonna be my question. So being not from the Midwest, yes. I am aware of states that are Definitely in the Midwest, uh-huh. which to me are Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Minnesota, Minnesota. Iowa. Iowa. Kansas. Missouri, maybe. Not Missouri. Missouri's kind of the south. Interesting. But I like, think. But, so like but the- St. Louis is... No, St. Louis is the south, I think. Really? I don't know. I don't know. St. Louis feels Midwesty to me. It feels Midwest. Yeah, I guess. But, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll allow it. And I will say that I have. That was crazy of me to say. St. Uh, Louis is not the South. I have absolutely no sense of distance between any of those. All like, 100 hours apart. Yeah, in the that's, car. that's what I, I figured when they were like, oh, yeah, Chicago's right near Indiana. I was like, you could have fooled me. <laughs> um, but then when you get to like the Dakotas and Missouri and like and like Ohio is a hard one where it's like kind of the Midwest. I think Ohio doesn't think it's the Midwest, but right. it, I think it very much is. And I think North Dakota and South Dakota are the Midwest. I hope our listeners like geography. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's if we're if we're saying that there is a section of the country that's still the wild, wild west, then that's North Dakota, South Dakota. They can go with the wild, wild west. I think it is, like with Colorado. Yeah. That's the and, wild, wild west. Yeah, and right? Wyoming. They get to be part of the wild, wild west. They're the wild, wild west. Yeah. 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 Josh, so what uh, what do you think makes it earnest? So someone explained to me once that folks in the Midwest, everyone says everyone's so nice. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. I think <gasps> everyone's very polite. Yes, people in the Midwest are very polite. Very polite, but not in a way that is, um, there's kind of like a, there's a politeness which is, has an undercurrent of just sass. Yeah. And like, and, and shade in the mm-hmm. South. There's, it's still polite, but it's very like, like, 
uh, the like, oh, honey, kind of thing, kind of <laughs> yeah. situation. But in the in the Midwest, I think there's a certain like, and this is the Midwest is Hufflepuffs. You know mm. what I mean? The Midwest are all Hufflepuffs mm. from Harry Potter. Okay. Is the way that I think about it. It's not inherently but bad. But do you think the South is kind of Hufflepuffs? No. This, uh no the south is like kind of like raving almost like gryffindor in some ways and slytherin it's that like old house kind of feel versus the boy we're gonna we're really gonna have to dive in on this yeah so i think the thing is that like the midwest i'm i'm not trying to imply that the styles or whatever or like the way that hufflepuff in harry potter is portrayed as like kind of vapid and bubbly and just nice for the sake of nice. Yeah. Simple, almost. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying here. Right. What because I, we have to remember with Harry Potter, we only see it from the eyes of a Gryffindor. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's also set up to be good and bad and everyone else. Right, right. Um, but Hufflepuff, I, I think that the Midwest is, um, I think what's earnest about it is that it is, it is sincere and it is direct. In that if someone doesn't want to talk about something, it's not even implied or talked about. It's just not part of the conversation. Right. As opposed, But the things that are talked about Weather. are like, yeah, you're just like, you're, someone is going to take the time to actually listen. Right. And, and actually give you a reaction to what you're saying. Right. And take the time for you. Right. And that's what I think in a roundabout way feels really earnest is mm-hmm. that like your time matters to someone else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the okay, Midwest. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right. That's my argument for, for why arguing. it's the most earnest region. Now I do have to say that the South is Slytherin. <laughs> well, it's that Slytherin Gryffindor line. You no, know what I mean? The West is Gryffindor and the East is Ravenclaw. I could see that argument. Yeah. Thank I could see that argument. So, Paula, you're a native Midwesterner mm-hmm. when you're not saying you're from Alaska. When it's not, when I'm not in an Uber. Yeah. 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 Could you take me on a quick tour de food? Tour de food of the of Midwest? The, of the Midwest. What are like, what are Midwestern dishes? And or like, what are the things that make you think the most of like, yeah, this is something like growing up, this was the thing. Um, well, I, I, you know, come from a Minnesota perspective. So, sure. uh, hot dish, which is just casserole. Hot dish? Hot dish. So hot dish is just casserole. Okay. Uh, but it's just called hot dish to hot be di- different? Well, there's different kinds. There's like tater tot hot dish or green bean hot dish or... So it just means casserole. It's casserole. Okay. Uh, which... Could which, it be cold? No, hot. And, um, so... Kind of what a casserole is. I People might know this, but if not, it's usually a bunch of stuff and there's usually like a cream of mushroom soup in there. Yeah, sure. Um, it's like you've made soup solid. Yeah. <laughs> in a casserole pan. I think that I, I mean, obviously this isn't the tried and true, but the Midwest, if the Midwestern food was a flag, the, the like e pluribus unum, like the yeah. catchphrase underneath would be... Life's better with ranch. Because <laughs> it's just like anything, anything that is a Midwestern food can be made better with ranch dressing. Um, and folks, I am realizing that I completely forgot Michigan. I, re- I just realized that. Because ranch I was made me just think- about to say that we forgot Michigan. Yeah. Uh, the capital of ranch. Yes. <laughs> ranch city. Yeah. Ranch city, Michigan. Detroit ranch city. Honestly, you could, you could tell me ranch city, Michigan was a place. And I'd be like, okay, sure. <laughs> I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't argue. I've heard crazier things. Um, yeah. So I think it definitely is like, it's a big, uh, a lot of ranch and also uh, texture, and that texture is mush. Sure. So, like, casserole's kind of mushy. Uh, jello, like jello salads and it, stuff, kind of mushy. Ugh. And I'm not saying it's bad, but, you know. Yeah, when I think of Midwestern food, and again, this is my perspective from outside of the Midwest, um, I think of the color beige. Okay. Almost everything is like... Almost everything is like a yellowish beige. It's a, like the It's like yellow to white. Okay. Are the colors that everything is okay? Um, what if I got really mad, what if like I can say that you can't? Well, it's like, <laughs> um, well, because it's like cream-based sauces, mm-hmm. corn-based foods. Yep. I'm just pulling up, and that's and that's my full, that's mm-hmm. my full point. Mm-hmm. And a lot of gravy. 
Yeah, and a lot of dairy. A, a lot, lot of dairy. dairy. Okay, so we're going to play a game where I'm going to list a food, and you tell me if it's a Midwestern delicacy or something I'm making up on the spot. <laughs> okay. Because all the other options I could think of to pit it against were also Midwestern delicacies. Okay, <laughs> I was going to find like a high school like cafeteria, and then sure. I was like, well, let's just Midwestern food. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, so you have to tell me if this is real or not. Okay. I won't look at you so that I can't read your face. Okay. So like the listeners, listeners at home, you can play along too. We'll leave a little space where you can shout it out. Like Dora the Explorer. All right. Are you ready, kids? And. And. On the street, wherever you were doing this, we expect you to shout out which answer. And I'll do something bad if I find out you didn't. Yeah, no. If you record yourself (laughs) shouting out the answer, wherever you are, whether you're making at the gym, if you're on the on the bus if you are making food whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast record yourself shouting out the answer and we'll give you a, a shout million out, dollars a shout out in the next episode and josh will give you a thousand bucks he didn't say no okay so the first thing is called cincinnati chili are you familiar no because that's skyline chili or skyline a brand i know of skyline chili which is like a weird uh, love child of chili and spaghetti. Okay, well, somebody's kind of ruining the game, isn't he? <laughs> well, because I'm winning? Well, yeah, but you already... I mean, oh, some of the, okay, some of these are like pizza. Yeah, I feel like he's <laughs> heard of pizza before. What is that? <laughs> okay. No, Paula, What what's that word you're saying? Um, Paula. Paula. Paula, what's that word you're saying? Pizza. <laughs> All right. What is that? Minnesota, wait, let me find it on here on the list. <laughs> I'm going to say this one's fake. You're so overcompensated. You looked, you flew too close to the sun and you were like, Minnesota. My thousands of dollars of improv classes. <laughs> you were like, Minnesota, okay, Midwest State, Midwest State. Midwest. Now say a food, Paula. <laughs> and I couldn't think of one. And then one. you tried to bail out with your smooth, let me find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. North Dakota Juneberry Pie. Real. What is it? like a cobbler that is correct it is real and it is a type of pie with something (laughs) called june berries (laughs) all right iowa creamsicle i'm gonna say that one's real too and what do you think it is i think it's like a creamsicle but it's like dipped in butter or something or fried or something like that uh so it's actually it is butter okay and it's rolled in bacon and it's deep fried and served with a side of ranch. But guess what? It's fake. <laughs> that sounds delicious. It sounds, it sounds like the last meal I'll ever have on this <laughs> earth, but I'll enjoy eating it while I do. Um, all right. Nopkla. See, this is fun because it's like you've come up with a like a Scandinavian food. So <laughs> it totally could be from Minnesota or Wisconsin, but I'm going to call you out on your bullshit and say this one's fake your bullshit it's real (laughs) um it's uh potato filled base with noodle dough cooked what does any of those sentences it sounds like it's a it's a kugel sounds like kugel um oh blittenberg that's fake blittenberg you've never heard of blittenberg well, you said Blittenberg the first time. So I I'm misspoke. G- People misspeak. I think I think you've never heard of Blittenberg. No, Blittenberg's real. Tell me what you think it is. I don't think it's real. It's real. I don't think it's real. And I think it's like, I don't know, like a really thin pancake. You've never heard of Blittenberg. Blittenberg. <laughs> <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> So, Paula. Yeah. You started telling me a story earlier today. Yes. About. A series of screenshots. Yeah, a series of screenshots. It's a story. It's a comic. It is. It's kind of a modern day story. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I said, hold on. Let's talk about this on the podcast. Sure. As you say to most things I tell you over text. Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't want to talk now. I only want to talk to you on mic. No, but because it was about... go through my assistant until we're on mic. It was about another crazy ancestor that you have. Yes. And so I think this could be a segment. Mm Mm-hmm. And since it's a segment, I've written a theme song for it. Okay, here we go. Okay, and it's going to need some audience participation, potentially. Am I the audience? Yeah, well, we'll see how many times we do this segment, and okay. we can we can do it from there. Cool. All right. It's the tree, it's the tree, it's the tree, it's the tree, it's that family tree. It's the tree, it's the tree, it's the tree. It's that family tree. He's dancing. (laughs) He kind of like is waving his arms. Is there another verse? No, that's it. Okay. It's really good. Thank you. You're welcome. So what's the name of the segment? Uh, Family tree. (laughs) (laughs) The family tree. Um, Uh, I'll post that. I took a little video. So I'll post that so people can see the dance moves. Sure. Perfect. And you can do it at home. This segment, family tree. Kind of the Pete Buttigieg dance. Yeah. (laughs) Is where we talk about our dope ancestry. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is one specifically we would really, really love for if you have like a weird ancestor to let us know. And it's cool if they're a celebrity, but if, especially if there's someone weird. Yeah, for sure. That would be amazing. And we'll, we'll like put it out there and send it to us because one time I, I got on like a little loop of talking about it uh, on Instagram and, and everyone's related to someone nuts. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone like, in the past was crazy. Yes. And, and everyone, especially, yes, if you have someone who fits into a weird corner of history. Yes. So Paula, would you, so Paula, could you regale us with the tale of an elder Skaggs? Yes. So this is, uh, Henry Skaggs. Okay. Uh, he is, um, some form of great grandfather to me. Sure. I, I did. I got really into ancestry.com a few Christmas breaks ago. Um, and this is how I found him, but I don't know how I, I don't have the paperwork. Sure. But he does have a Wikipedia. Uh, and he was a uh, pioneer and explorer and long hunter, which I think is what the Revenant was. Okay. And uh, ran around the country with Daniel Boone. But the thing we most care about is he also led a pursuit and failed attempt to apprehend America's first known serial killers, the Hart Brothers. Ooh. So I'll just read you. Um, I'll just read you kind of this one section. Sure, please. In 1799, Henry Skaggs led the frontier pursuit of the notorious serial killers, the Hart Brothers, in western Kentucky, vaguely Midwest. Several vigilante posses were formed to look for the escaped criminals, but the only one that found him became frightened and ran off. (laughs) Skaggs, enraged... So that's also should be a sentence about me, always. I was going to say, I was going to wait till the end, but... uh, once we get through this, could you, how much of this is relatable to you? <laughs> All right. So Skaggs enraged, tried to reform the scattered party and pursue the harps again, but to no avail. Undeterred, he pressed on alone <laughs> and an hour later encountered a crowd of some 20 to 30 settlers jigging and drinking in the cabin of some newcomers. Skaggs told them his dire news. The men, already quite drunk... <laughs> Grabbed bottles and rifles indiscriminately and joined the hunt for the harp serial killers. Once in the forest, however, the posse's enthusiasm evaporated. <laughs> Once again, Skag saw his followers disappear and continued on alone. So he never found the harps. So yeah, so how much of this do you feel like you relate to? I think I relate to a lot because I'm kind of notorious uh, at parties for riling everybody up and making them go into a separate room to sit quietly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I kind of relate to my ancestor riling up the the jigging crew <laughs> and be like, let's go on a task. I do think that you, yes, you, uh, you love groups. Love groups. You love groups. Also, you love true crime. <laughs> love true crime, yeah. Yeah, give them the opportunity. I would love to go in pursuit of some serial killers. Yeah. For sure. Yes, this ancestor arguably invented true crime in America. <laughs> if he would have had a microphone and could have been making a podcast during this. <laughs> blink, 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 blink. <laughs> Hi, I'm Henry Skaggs. Was it Henry? What was it? Henry, yeah. Sorry, let me check that one more time. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> blink, blink, blink. Blah, 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 blah. I'm Henry Skaggs, and I'm 
Todd Brothers. Yeah, he just came into our home and we, we were jigging. We were just <laughs> jigging it. And so we grabbed our bottles <laughs> and away we went before we got bored. I like the idea that like a big night out was let's go jigging. <laughs> I also, no other dances, I just love, jigs. I love these guys. And they're like, well, we got to go grab the bottles. And then I wonder how far they got before the jig the jigging the jig was up. The jig was up before the jigging men were like, "We hate this." You can call them jigalos. It's fine. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, because my guess is they did not get far. No, they. Can pro- you imagine this poor man trying to catch serial killers for a, one of those people who seems like it was like this is the right thing to do, being pers- with a group of absolutely drunk <laughs> dancing men with bottles. Sounds like the most annoying thing I've ever heard. Well, it's because also you glossed over this at the beginning, but he was basically like a revenant. So if you've yeah. seen the movie before with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Where d- he is with a bear. Yeah. Just think about like the uh, amount of beard that yeah. this man has. Yeah. He just shows up in town in like furs <laughs> and a huge beard and is like, I'm tracking a serial killer. <laughs> Would you trust that guy? He must have been so charismatic until they were like, no, no, okay, no. He's just, he's <laughs> the crazy old kook. We really gotta get it. back to our jigging. Yeah, what are, you, what are you trying to pull here, man? Uh, so that's the ancestor. <laughs> if you have an ancestor, please send it in to uh, beingearnestpod at yeah, gmail.com. Yeah, we're being earnest. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if there's a picture of them um, or a painting... Oh yes, uh, that would be great. You Especially have- if they're hot, send it to me separately <laughs> with a winky face <laughs> in the, winky the face. in the uh, the subject. Yeah, line. send me your hot ancestors, and your ancestors don't have to be super famous. Also, like Paula's, um, they can just be someone who's got a cool story. Yes, any story we want to hear it. Dude, 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 dude. So the Midwest makes me think of farms. There are a lot of farms here. Which makes me think of this time in elementary school that we had to each write an essay about what we would do with $100. And one kid wrote by a farm and all of us were like, that's a freaking sick idea. (laughs) And we all wrote essays about how we'd buy a farm with $100. And our teacher was like... "You I know you're kids, but you're dumb. (laughs) What What do you think was so appealing about a farm? Well, I think when you're that age... I mean, I think you're like, oh, there's lots of animals. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. And also one, probably, it was probably like a cool kid with swoopy hair who was like, farm. <laughs> the rest of us were like, yeah. Yeah, and he probably grew up to outgrow that swoopy hair and now does own a farm. Probably owns like some cool like urban, you know. Or just never left his hometown. One or the other. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, Josh, what do you know about farms? Um, I know a little bit about farms. Uh not Midwestern farms, but my dad is from New Hampshire. Okay. And he's from an area, he's from a college town where half of the elementary school would leave in like March because they'd have to go work on the farm. And so his summers, he would go work on farms and things like that. Wow. Um, He learned that he had carpal tunnel syndrome because he was working on a farm picking stuff for a whole summer and couldn't do the star trek like live oh. long and prosper thing where he separate the the spock thing. yeah um also my dad grew up on the university of new hampshire campus basically there was a farm that the that the university kept kept and there was a dairy farm which was part of it and my grandmother is from the bronx she's from New York City. The Bronx. <laughs> yep, exactly. What um, up? Okay, <laughs> we're doing some flawless was, accents this episode. Yeah. Um, and so she loved her grandchildren so much. She loves her grandchildren so much that she would, a woman from the big city would be like, okay, fine, we'll go see the stinky cows. And Aww. we'd go, and we'd drag my whole family to go check out the stinky cows at the UNH dairy farm. Yeah. So I know cows are stinky. That's basically what this story was about. Yeah. Uh, Josh, do you know what uh, the Midwest always makes me think of? What? 
state fairs. Oh, yeah. Specifically fairs. But I feel like state fairs are really a big thing here. For sure. Yeah, I feel like all the other states were like, oh, shit, that's a good idea. We should do state fairs as well. We should do that. We, we should, should do that. Oh, I think state balls. fairs really, it's really everything that the Midwest loves. Sure. So, because it's like fried food. Community. Community. <laughs> little country bands. And animals and, that you look at, yeah, butter sculptures, yeah, and and competition around things that you wouldn't expect competitions around, and also a lot of levels of ribbons. Yeah, sure. So like, there is a purple, yeah, a lot of dressage. But usually for entering, you'll get something, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because no one's being left out. Right, 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 right. Which boomers. Y'all were getting participation ribbons from your state fairs. Don't Hot come take. after. Don't come after our participation trophies in soccer because some of us only played one half season of soccer <laughs> and still got a trophy. I have, I have a friend from Iowa mm-hmm. who swears by the Iowa State Fair is the best. No, state Minnesota fair. is for sure. Interesting. I've never been to it because my <laughs> dad doesn't like crowds. Okay, but Minnesota is known for having the best state fair. Interesting. What do you think are the hallmarks of a good state fair, though? Fried food. Go on. Like like things that you wouldn't imagine to be fried. Mm-hmm. Sci- uh, the innovation that the Midwest has worked on to be able to batter and fry things is astounding to me. Like, how do you fry butter? Yeah. How are you going about frying butter? It's going to melt. It's going to melt well, on the they, sides. They found a way where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Fried ice cream. Mm-hmm. Fried Snickers. Mm-hmm. I think another hallmark is uh, rides that uh, your your parents feel like really nervous about letting you go on. Oh, because they're shoddily created and they yeah. just go from town to town. Yeah, and like nuts and bolts are just streaming out while you're on top of it. See, we had this. The fair would sometimes come to Acton, Massachusetts and mm-hmm. set up in the parking lot of the old Miriam building. And like it was just like a parking lot with, a, in retrospect, a bunch of like bunch of carnies yeah just like with these ramshackle fair kind of items and it was like it was like someone tried to sketch what a fair would look like from memory (laughs) (laughs) where it'd be like yeah there's rides and a midway and (laughs) funnel cake (laughs) and and that was like just kind of it it was like they checked the minimum number of boxes to legally be called a fair (laughs) But it, it feels like it's a big blowout yeah. at these state fairs. State fairs are. I think the other hallmark is uh, prizes, like games. And the prizes are stuffed animals that are stuffed with, like, rocks and newspaper. Wait, what? You know, like, because, like, the stuffed animals you win at fairs are never, like, normal. They're always, like, very hard. I guess I've never won. <laughs> I guess I have. What's the best thing that you've won at like a midway uh, game? My, my dad's very good at those. We've gotten some of the bigger ones. Really? Yeah, my dad's actually, like... You know those claw games? I know it's not a state fair, but like those claw games. Yeah, like that you'd have at the Bolodrome where you had your first kiss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad is incredible at those. Okay. Like incredible. And when I was a kid, like if my mom was off and my dad had to like entertain me for a day, we would just go down there with like $10 and he would just win thing after thing after thing after thing. That's crazy because those games are rigged. Yeah, he's he's like amazing at them. We would go and I, he'll win every single time. And I remember like going to the mall and leaving with like 12 things. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Is your dad either a low-level X-Men? Yeah. Where this is his superpower. This his is mutation power. is that he just can become one with the claw. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. do you think your dad secretly makes claw games? <laughs> <laughs> like his job, he tells you that he was a like a police dispatcher yeah. or something like that. But really, in his free time, he's <laughs> he's he's just <laughs> he's actually he's, the country's number one claw maker. Yeah, right. He's he's a claw shark. Yeah, because he'll go from town to town. Before he met your mom, he went from town to town, being like, "I bet you I can't win." Yeah, it, it was a real music man situation. Well, I was thinking more of like He's, pool. Put but yeah. 76 trombones in here. <laughs> um <laughs> Josh, what would the um what would the very earnest state fair be? <laughs> you win the prizes every time. All I, the carnies are like, you know what? You tried so hard. So I think that's the supportive state fair. Yeah. I think the earnest state fair is 
This game is rigged. <laughs> Hi, this game is rigged, but we think you're going to like it. You're going to like it. It's not about what you win. It's about the experience of losing. <laughs> And actually, the prize is a mirror, and we hold it up to you, and we say, aren't you happy you're here with all these people you love? Yeah. And then you go to, like, some of the animal competitions. You're like, which pig makes you most willing to share your innermost secrets? Which pig would you tell all about your high school trauma? (laughs) (laughs) That's some pig. (laughs) Which one of these goats... Reminds you the most of your college ex-boyfriend. <laughs> now stare him in the eyes and tell him what you never were able to tell him. It's okay. He shouldn't bite. <laughs> he might. He might. I can't tell you he won't. No. <laughs> anyway, now we're going to go on the rides. <laughs> Step right up. Right here is a fun house. Yeah. But by that we mean... It's... It's just you. It's a normal mirror. It's, it's just a normal. normal. You know, every day is fun. Yeah, every day can be fun. It's not going to be make you dizzy. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. This is an optical illusion. The mirror isn't. It's how you're seeing yourself. <laughs> In this fun house, it's actually all about self-care. Yeah. <laughs> Step right up to this bathtub. <laughs> where you're going to sit inside with a nice candle and we're going to tell you kind of what you mean to us. Fun stands for feeling uninhibited and new. (laughs) Also, here's your, here's, here's the food. It's not good for you. No. And in fact, it doesn't taste as good as you remember. Yeah, actually. It doesn't taste as good as you remember. It doesn't. But you know what tastes good? That memory. That memory feels good right, right here. Right here. I'm pointing at my heart. Yes. Now, please subscribe to our podcast. (laughs) So what do you call fizzy drink? LaCroix. Okay, but what is LaCroix? <laughs> I do call it soda. You do. I call it soda as well. But Midwest loves to call it pop. Yes. Now, I have to confess that I wanted to be really contrarian in middle school, and I did call it pop for many years. And then I wanted to feel better than everybody else, so I started calling it soda. Got it. So it is an unnatural thing. It's like, you know, when um, somebody studies abroad and they come back and they have a British accent. And it's yeah, like, just like the twinges of the accent. have that, but they've, they tried so hard that now it's kind of stuck. Yeah, or, and or you've tried long enough that, like, you can't give up the, the act or else they'll all find you out. Right, 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 right. That's me and soda. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. Soda. Soda. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. always been soda to me. Um, and I'm sure when we talk about the South, we'll talk about how some people call it Coke. Um, and that's wrong. Yeah, it's clearly wrong. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Sure. What I'd like to talk about is that I had a complete brain fart that pop and soda were the same thing on my first day of college. Okay. So my roommate, freshman year, is from rural Illinois. He grew up on a pig farm. Okay. Like legitimately on a pig farm. Mm-hmm. Um, his town had the same population as my high school. How big was your high school? 2,000 people. My town that I'm from is 1,100. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I went to a big high school. Yeah. Um, so uh, my parents dropped me off. And a little bit of backstory here. My mom had told... My mom and I went to the same college. She had told me that when she was there, uh, her within the first couple of days, her roommate who had like been a boarding school kid and like had already done this whole thing before was like by day three doing drugs in their in their dorm room sick roommate yeah hell yeah (laughs) sick roommate um so my parents dropped me off there's like that very awkward moment of like you you know it's like and they're gone Mm -hmm. and they're not picking me up and this is forever now right four years but this is like this is it now i'm like at college now it's real right so I'm like putting some stuff away and like sitting on my bed and Jeff's uh, Jeff turns to me. He says, hey, do you want to pop? And 18 year old Josh 
fresh into his own life, was like, oh my God, it, it's happening to me. He's offering me drugs immediately because he'd been there for a, a pre-orientation thing for the week. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's already happening. This is what happens when you go to college. Everyone's drugs. And all your, room, your roommate always wants to give you drugs. And what'd you say? And I was like, uh, And then I was like, oh, no, Papa Soda. He's just from the Midwest. He's talking about the fridge, the mini fridge oh, that he bought. Oh, you were a little disappointed. That and life uh, could have gone a completely different way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You could have been party, Josh. Yeah. Oh, man. Party Josh is a handful. But yeah, I call it soda. Yeah. I think that's going to do it I for think us. that's going to do it for us. Thank you, as always, for listening for another week. Happy New Year. We have some earnest moments. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're going to do our signature segment, Earnest moment of the week. I have a double one. Wow. Because it is our friends Richie and Melissa. Wow. And they got a Hi Richie and Melissa. Hi Richie and Melissa. And they got a new pet carrier for their beautiful, beautiful cat brains. That um it 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 has like a clear bubble. And so the cat brains can have his little head out the little clear bubble so he can look around the world when he's being carried around and it's like a backpack. But he doesn't have to have his head out in the world. Yeah, it's like he's in a little spacecraft. He's like a little astronaut. And they posted pictures and it was so adorable. (laughs) Like you would not believe. It looks like, you know that that cat was like, this is a grand adventure. (laughs) Like it looks so cute and it's a backpack. It's crazy. Hello, it is me, Brains Cousteau. (laughs) And I am here to talk to you about the great outdoors. Um, and then I have another from me, Paula. From you? Hi, from Paula. Hi. Uh, so I went to Knives Out. Great movie. Great movie. Great I great love movie. Knives Loved Out. Loved Knives Out. Hey, Paula, it, where are your knives? Oh, they're out? <laughs> they're out. Uh, and so if you don't know what Knives Out is, it's, it's, like an old, it's like an old school thriller kind of. It is. It's an old school like mystery. It's a mystery. It's like yeah. It's it's playing it on like Clue and and Agatha Christie novels. Yeah, and very like much that. like in the style of like the fifties ones. Yeah. And as as with all of those, there's a big moment at the end where the detective is like re- revealing what happened. Sure. But that's not a spoiler. No. Revealing what happened, and he's doing it, and and you know it's always no matter what movie when the detective is revealing it, it's very fun because all the pieces are coming together and there's fun music, and it is actively happening. This old man behind me starts clapping during the movie and says, "Oh my stars, now this is fun." <laughs> <laughs> He's a living and breathing IMDb review. It was so adorable that I could <laughs> not handle it. Like the amount of joy, like just to be in that moment, Aww. to be like this, not that was fun. This right now <laughs> is the tops. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It made me so happy. Can I... I didn't have an earnest moment, but can I jump on yours sure. for another Knives Out earnest moment? So Knives Out was filmed right, it, it, parts of it in uh, the town next to my hometown. So spoilers if you don't want to know anything, but yeah. this is not really a spoiler. <laughs> There's a car chase at yeah. one point, and the car chase is in the town next to mine. I was like, oh, I've been there. And then the there's a point where someone goes into a tailor shop. Mm-hmm. The interior is not the actual interior of it. Mm-hmm. But that is the real like tailor shop with the same sign. And like that's where I got my chorus tux oh. in high school. So this is like a very funny thing to be like, I got my chorus tux there. And they just drove by the place where I got my sneakers from ages six to fifteen. Oh, that's so cute. And also really earnest with knives out. Is it Chris Evans? Unbelievably gorgeous. He looks like a robot <laughs> built to look like a handsome man. It's insanity. He's from that area. The jawline on that man. I was mostly looking at the sweater, which the internet can't find. Ugh. There's a whole mystery on the sweater. Anyway, we're getting off topic. He looks amazing. And I don't even think hot people are hot. And I think Chris Evans is. 
before we get to all the kind of it's end just business, like the way he would, <laughs> it was like the layering and the like cool. Ugh, God, it was a whole thing. The hair. Before we get to all the end and bits. And also, but it's like, it's like the confidence. Paul, I'm trying to promo us. <laughs> Chris Evans, if you're listening. <laughs> so before we get to all our, our social handles and all that fun stuff and begging you for reviews. Oh, and we, you know it's coming. We have some very exciting news for you all. Yes. So if you are in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Or in can get to the Chicago area. Yes. On January 20th. Yes. That's the Monday. Of, it's Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. The end of that long weekend. We are going to be having a live show. A live show. We're going to do this live, which is absolutely terrifying. What are we going to do? I don't know, but we are opening up. Um, we're going to do a little bit of being earnest. A live episode, uh, kind of a mini-sode opening up for our very good friend Deanna Ortiz, who is doing yes. a live show of her podcast, Crushes. And if you don't listen to Crushes, you really should. It's hilarious. It's so funny. Um, and so we're super excited to be teaming up with her that she asked us to do this. And so we're trying to figure out what that exactly is going to be. But we would love, love, love for you to be there. Yes. So that we're not just talking into the void. Yes, truly. Uh, tickets are available in both of our bios on Instagram as well as the Being Earnest bio. You can find the link on our Being Earnest Facebook page and our Being Earnest Twitter account. All of those across the board are at Being Earnest Pod. And if you want to just, if you need to hear the the uh, the link as opposed to seeing it, it's you can go to bit.ly slash earnest crushes live. Ta-da. What Bit, a coincidence. <laughs> what a coincidence. It's, it was the randomly generated one. Wow. Bit.ly slash Ernest Crushes Lives. No, sorry. Ernest. Bit.ly slash Ernest. Like the way we spell it, not like Ernest Hemingway or the movie's Ernest. Crushes Live. You'll find it. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yes. Also, if you can't find it, just message us. Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure you get the ticket. Yeah. And if you're coming, let us know. We'd love to. We'd love to get excited about that josh will give you a thousand bucks i'm running out of money (laughs) as always thank you to ryan cruz for our beautiful logo she's at rb cruiser on instagram and to dylan dutch for our beautiful theme song he's at dylan dutch on twitter and until next week get ready for our upcoming live show in rich city michigan thanks everybody see you next week and happy new year why not be